0: Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope you are doing well. Hope you are staying safe wherever you are in the world. Today's episode is sponsored by MyBookie. If you're like myself and you enjoy gambling on sports, you can go to MyBookie.com and use promo code ROMAPRESS. MyBookie will match your first deposit up to $1,000. So if you enjoy putting a bit down on a football match, whether it's City A, Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, MyBookie has everything you're looking for, all the competitions with plenty of bets. So again, MyBookie.com and use promo code Roma Press. Also, thank you to our wonderful patrons over at Patreon who allow us to do everything that we do here with the website and the podcast. Your support is greatly, greatly appreciated. So let me bring Andy on now and a surprise guest who probably and hopefully will be joining us a lot more in the future. All right, Andy is with me now, but this time, this time, we are joined by a third guest, one of the more popular accounts on the Roma Twitter. You may know him as Fat Talty. For now, though, we may or may not be calling him by his first name, Luke. Luke, so thank you for coming on. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I'm pleasantly surprised to get asked to come on here yesterday and been looking forward to it.
0: Very happy to have you on. So the only point of discussion today, Roma 2, Juve 2, Andy, you predicted that Roma would play well and lose. However, they played well and drew. The thing is, I would say the majority of the time, Roma supporters would be fairly content with a draw against Juve. But this one, oh man, this one is very difficult to accept.
2: Yeah, yeah. This was, you know, it's, it's one of those times when if you ha- had told me that we would draw... With this team uh, last night, I would have been ecstatic. I would have been over the moon. But then again, you go and you watch the game, and you see that uh, Roma were able to really impose themselves. Um, you know, dictate the tempo. Uh, you know, even score on a on a really beautiful counter attack, which is not something that we get to see uh, very often with with this Roma team. And then, you know, in typical Roma fashion, they they shoot themselves in the foot uh, instead of, you know, taking uh, advantage of, you know, a once in a lifetime chance of a Juve player getting red carded uh, and, and, you know, and, and, and scoring because they should have. Um they don't do that, you know. They they go on a dry spell. Uh Jekyll forgets uh, how to shoot a ball. So it's, you know, it's 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 not easy being a Roma fan, but that game, you know, it gave us so much to talk about. There is really a lot of interesting ingredients there because you've had some really remarkable performances, then some not so remarkable performances and um a whole discussion regarding the manager that I think we will get to.
0: Okay, so Luke, that's where I want to start. It seemed like there was a very, very obvious split between Roma supporters and even those in the media with how much of the fault lies with Fonseca. Now, we can get into the match specifics. I, I don't really think there's much of a point discussing the sitters that were missed by Jekyll, Mikatarian. They speak for themselves. It's obvious. They bury those. This match is over. Roma... They should have easily had at least four goals. Could have made the case. They could have then should have had five. Let's just go beyond that. So Fonseca, obviously the biggest question mark surrounding him from the match is that he uses two of his allotted five substitutions. Me, I take issue with it because you clearly had... First off, you have an aged attack. Okay, what's the median age of that Roma attack last night? Pedro, Jekyll, Mikatarian, you know, 60 years old, huh? And uh, you have Cliver. you have Carlos Perez waiting on the bench. Two guys who cost Roma almost €40 million euros when you factor in bonus bonuses included. So I saw people saying... Yeah, there's no options on the bench. Look at this bench that Fonseca has. Who would you have wanted him to bring in? And I really have a problem with that because that that sort of implies then that either Perez, Clivert, even the VR are not good players, which is something I, I, I wholeheartedly disagree with. Now you could have, again, I think the most obvious change of all time was bringing Perez or Clivert in for Mkhitaryan, I thought was the obvious choice. So... Which side of this argument do you, do you do you sit on? Do you do you think that Fonseca is at fault for me? I thought it was a massive error not using those substitutions.
1: Yeah, especially in those last thirty minutes when they've gone down to ten men, and we just we just seem to have that reluctance to use you think the injection of pace of Perez or Kluivert would have brought and then instead he brings it's even the choice of the substitutions I didn't agree with the Awara coming on I don't in a game where you're you, Juve have got Ronaldo as the lone striker for those last 30 minutes we don't need a holding midfielder there but also I do understand the part where people are saying like if, if I was in his position I'm I'm not making all five subs because then you go, you're go. you talking about Bruno on Cristante and stuff like, players like that. But we did lack a Perez for a... I even suggested a Perez or Clivert for Pellegrino. And then you potentially move Mkhitaryan back a bit alongside a Verite.
0: Yeah, I, I thought too, he even had options if you wanted to bring out VR. You can go to a four at the back system. You can change things up. And I thought... The excuses that were being handed to him were a bit, a bit lazy. I, for me, inexcusable. It was very, very clear that and I thought, as you just said, Luke. I, I thought bringing him off was an incredibly obvious choice. And I'm frankly shocked that he played all ninety minutes because by the sixtieth, seventieth minute, he looked absolutely done even Spinazzola was very very yeah. tired he was he was i mean he was walking about towards the end andy is that something you agree with the lack of substitutions i i i still can't wrap my head around it
2: i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna try and and be the one that defends fonseca okay yeah yesterday you know he made those two substitutions one was santon because santon hasn't played a, a game from the start since god knows when and uh And so he was gassed and, and, um, and then, yes, I can, I can agree that the substitutions of, of bringing, you know, uh, Diawara on is, is really not fitting for, for in that specific moment in the game where you really need to capitalize, you need to push, you know, Juve, um, instead Juve got actually more courageous in those last term. They, you know, Juve were, it it didn't look like they were playing in 10 men and, uh, but I understand. I can understand him wanting to trust the the team playing the game. I I can understand that's and that's something that Spalletti used to do in in these big games. Uh, you know, even with and similarly, he had a very short team. He had very little depth, and when it came to those really tough games where it's more about if you're mentally prepared, um, he would. You know, very very often, just keep the starters in, no matter what. Um, and in this case, I think Fonseca was trying to to give you know all the trust in the world in the hands of Pedro, Mkhitaryan, and Dzeko. Um And but I I do agree though that you need you needed something in that midfield. I think this is another point that we sh- we should address. And I think Roma are aware of you know that in in some point in time they need to address is that. By losing Zagnolo, you lose a lot of physicality in this team. And, uh, and you, you, Zagnolo is incredible with the ball at his feet, but he's also somebody that can give you so much um, by simply pressing everyone around him. He's one of those people, like Vertu, who has an engine that basically tells him to chase everybody everywhere. Um, and we don't have the, that many players like that. And, and uh, Diawara is not a player like that. Cristante, so far at Roma, hasn't done anything of the sort. I would have wanted to see Villar yesterday. I think he yes. could have, you know, a pair of fresh legs in that midfield. Not to, not a holding midfielder, but somebody that could have give, given you a spark at that moment where, when the whole team was basically dying down, is something that yes, I, I, you know, I hold. Fonseca accountable for, but at the same time, there, there are there are mental factors that you know tell you, okay, is, is would, would per, Carlos Perez or Clivert would would they have been ready for for this kind of game for this kind of intensity? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I just for me the prospect of bringing on one between Clivert, Perez, both of them are quick, Clivert a little more than than the Spaniard, but. I just didn't like him leaving them both on the bench. And this is against, what, you know, we're talking about the median age of Roma's attack. What was the, the median age of Juve's, Juve's defense? You've got, you got Bonucci and Chiellini. Yep. Come on, I, I, thought, I thought not bringing one of them on to try to exploit one of them was a mistake. But other than the substitutions, we have to give him a ton of credit, right? Because I think he got his tactics bought on. There were a number of, of really, really good performances. Veritu was phenomenal. Kumbula Ibanez, sensational man. Spinazzola. Spinazzola is a player renewed. Do we remember that like eight months ago we were trying to hand him to Inter in exchange for Matteo Politano? That looks like one of those uh, one of those blessings in disguises of things that didn't happen that could have potentially turned disastrous. Listen, he may not be a fullback. He's, he can't play in defense, four at the back system. He just doesn't have the qualities. But now, wing back, when essentially asked to run, take players on, wow. Um, I mean, the opportunities he creates one-on-one In that final third is... And the space too. Oh my word. I'm so happy for him because he's been renewed and he looks so good. And then another performance I have to acknowledge. I know everybody thinks that I have some agenda against him because I'm overly critical about him. But I don't think there's any arguing that he's been inconsistent. But last night, I thought he was very good. Lorenzo Pellegrini. The handball aside, we can criticize him for the handball. It's absolutely fair. It was incredibly stupid. Both phases he contributed to. And I'm convinced that was the first time Fonseca told him to play like that because the, the 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 performance that always comes back to me when Fonseca switched to this 3-4-2-1 system, it was Napoli of last season. I believe that was July after the break. And Pellegrini was the worst on the pitch by a long, long margin. And he was playing in that midfield role alongside vatatu And he kept feeling this need to drift out wide. It was very confusing. But last night... He stayed centrally, didn't really drift at all. He stayed within the channels, and I thought he did extremely, extremely well when asked to play in this manner. Basically, you're just having Pellegrini recover the ball and hoof it to somebody up front. I thought he did well. Luke, what did you make of his performance? Because there were a lot of encouraging signs. However, do you think this is just more of what we've seen from him in the sense that he'll have a brilliant performance and then follow it up with a very poor one. I think we would all agree again that inconsistency has been his biggest issue.
1: I was, I've been saying it since this shift to the three, four, two, one. He's really struggled in what either of those roll behind the strike, yeah. And I was back towards late 2019, when he was having his best spell as a trequartista and you think back to most of his assists that stand out, like the one on the turn against Hellas, over the top to Cliver, a lot of his best moments were from a deeper role around the centre circle really, so I've I've always thought since this shift in his formation he's never going to work out in one of those two positions, and this was the first time we've really seen him a little deeper, and especially alongside someone like a Verito, you've got the the grit, the energy that makes up for his sometimes passive forms of defending and just trying to affect the game.
0: Yeah, I I think his biggest issue is he just tries to do too much too often. I I think he, Andy, I I think you're the one who tweeted it or or maybe you even said it on here. I forget, but you said he was always looking to make like the the play of a lifetime, the action of a lifetime. Right. He would just. Instead of making the simple pass, making the simple decision, he always felt the need in the back of his head for one reason or another to right. make it so much more complicated on himself. And again, penalty aside that was a ter- that was a terrible moment for him. But other than that, I thought he did very well and he did sort of exactly what you what we needed him to do, do the simple things and he yeah. didn't do what you said. he did not look to make the you know the the, the the highlight play of a lifetime yeah because i you know
2: in uh, w- why do we like the type of players like like vertu because vertu obviously different player different way of seeing the pitch uh different duties in in that position but but vertu is a guy who keeps things simple you know he is good at certain things and he does them the simple way um and he's aggressive he knows how to be aggressive he doesn't try to do too much he doesn't try to do too little and um and 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 Pellegrini always i think is a kind of player that feels the pressure he feels the pressure to to do something to rise uh, above the occasion you know he he is the player that sort of waits for the moment of 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 you can call it glory or whatever he wants to be the guy to have his name, you know, on an assist or or something, you know, in a moment that is decisive for the whole game, and I think yesterday he did well in in sort of understanding that he needed he needed to contribute by by pressing, by helping Vertu with uh, with with sort of trying to to manhandle Juve's midfield, and I think both of them did exactly what they were supposed to do because you have. You have people like Mkhitaryan and Pedro, and and uh, who can you know, who can do certain things behind the striker that Pellegrini can, so he could help out Vertu in the more defensive duties, but also in setting up the action. I thought, you know, the fact that we come here today and we sort of look at Juve's midfield, and you know, and you say McKinney, he. He he was nowhere to be Terrible. seen. Terrible, worst man uh, on the pitch. Rab, yeah, Rabio should have been sent off after the first thirty minutes. So you you look at this Juve, and especially in the midfield, and they were a complete non-factor. And and there is there is a reason for that. Um, and I but I think as somebody pointed out is that uh, you know we, Roma we have come to know Roma a different Roma every time we play a big team. Usually Roma, you know, they try to to match them with the same intensity and, and, and more often than not, actually we come away saying, okay, that was, you know, we, 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 we we saw a team that really could do some damage and a team that really showed up to play. And I, I would love to see this kind of, you know, sticking to the simple things, even when you're playing against, you know, uh, smaller opponents, teams that perhaps sit at the back and um and you have to go at them and i would love to see Pellegrini have this same kind of impact where you say okay he wasn't you know he wasn't the star of the game but he contributed he he helped the team play like a team
0: for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call click or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I, listen, I, I think for me, one of the biggest faults of yesterday if you could even pick one thing from the players, the manager, anything, the attitude, character, lack thereof, whatever, whatever you decide to blame it on, if you could pick only one. I thought the biggest fault of Roma was after, as you just alluded to, Andy, Rabio being sent off. It seemed like a moment when you should be pressing your foot further down on the gas pedal. At that moment, the Roma for 15 minutes after Rabiot gets set off heads drop really they looked complacent instead of looking to kill the game off I think they were incredibly lazy and careless with their passing their build-up play was dreadful during that during that spell after Rabiot got sent off so for me that was the biggest issue and this is something that we've seen time after time after time it's one of those things where we want Roma to improve in it's the moments where you need more character and personality to come out, Aroma, they just seem to lack in that. So I think that's something that obviously has to be worked on real quickly, though, just a brief individual discussion on, on, on Jekyll. So uh, listen, um, another divisive character, uh, I'm, I'm I, a lot of people don't like him for some reason. And we, you know, okay. He wastes chances. He also scores a lot of chances, but Luke, where, where do you come out on this whole Dzeko thing? For me, I, a club like Roma, really you can't afford much better in my opinion and you have to take the good with the bad. And what we saw yesterday was the quintessential Dzeko. Uh, I think other than the misses, he actually did relatively well. But today, you don't hear anybody talking about all the other things he did well because at the end of the day, when you're the number nine... If you are missing two opportunities like that, that's the only thing that people should be talking about, right?
1: Yeah. It, as you said with Pellegrini, he's, he's one that splits the fan base massively. And it's for performances like yesterday. It's, as you were saying, it's, oh, built, when, when we struggle to build up, he's always an outlet, long ball to his chest, and he brings it down and he links it all together. Like for the uh, Veritu second goal, the counter-attack, he's the one that plays the ball over the top to Victoria. And you see areas like, even for his first miss, where he rolls past the, pushes away, Quadrado, he was the one that brought it down and played it out wide to Spinazzola. So it's in those areas, he, he's crucial for us. But then it's the moment that everyone remembers the highlights. You check the highlights, you see his misses. And for for a club like Roma, you're, you're number nine, we pay him what, seven and a half mil a year. When you've got Mkhitaryan and Pedro missing chances, like they did yesterday and against... Hell ass. You, you really rely on him scoring at least one of those and in the end of, we we pay for a poor draw against a 10-man Juve.
0: yeah i i think again as you just said everything else he did good yesterday is going to just fall to the wayside when it comes to discussing this match because you again seven and a half million euros highest highest paid at the club those are chances that it's just inexcusable for him to miss so I yeah, I completely agree before we go here though just to just to wrap this up um Andy first, from what we saw yesterday, is this a result aside result aside because i I, I think all three of us here agree that Roma should feel incredibly hard done but the performance yesterday I think has to be a building block because. Other than other than a couple of names that we already know, I thought Bruno Perez, terrible off the bench, Diawara, he really didn't bring anything when he entered. I thought everybody else, though, had a relatively good performance. Andy, is this something to build upon? Because I thought, performance-wise, this was one of the better ones we've seen in quite some time.
2: No, yeah. I, I You know, it, it is... It... This is a, an encouraging game, although I still believe that you know Fonseca's fate is tied to those those uh, trickier games. You know, the, the against uh, Udinese, against uh, Benevento, and um, and other teams that 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 you know play the way Roma in recent in the recent past uh, hated these teams to play. I mean, in, in a way where you have to create. And you have to capitalize instead of wasting chance after chance. Um, I I I am excited to see how this uh, attack continues to perform because they need to you know they need to start scoring. Uh, Pedro, Mkhitaryan, Jeco, all three of them. I think uh, we haven't seen at least in in the in the quality of the of the flow of the action between these three um, probably since the days of. Um, since the days of uh, nine Golan uh, and um and Jeco uh, and and uh, together uh, under Spalletti. And so it, it, it is an interesting I- interesting thing to think about how this can continue forward if they can learn to capitalize on the chances. Um, I am excited to see if I'm excited to see if if VR, can pl- play a part in this, in this team. I, I you know, it's, uh, it, I don't know if you guys seen this, but when he, yesterday he tweeted like a, like a Drake quote <laughs> or something like that. I yeah, did. That was, yeah, that was, I, I, you know, I, um, I understand you want to play, but please not now. Okay. Don't. Yeah. Uh, so I think this team is on the right track, could be on the right track. I said it from like a, Two weeks ago, I said this team still needs somebody like Vertu. You need to, if I, if I'm hearing the name of Torreira, that's a name I I still would love. I don't know how feasible it is. We we have one week to go for the transfer market, so we need we need somebody that has personality also in the back. So if if you can still get Smalling for a decent price, then perfect um and and bring that forward in because you know we we need we need somebody reliable to
0: come off the bench at the end of the day you know having watched mancini ibanez kumbula yesterday now there's going to be just by way of age there's going to be some moments with them where mistakes are made however i thought what we saw from all three of them i thought was tremendously encouraging tremendously encouraging Luke, just to end it, so then is, is that something you, you agree with, with what Andy said? This is something to build on, and as far as the market goes, I know, I, I could have swore I saw a tweet of yours yesterday where you said the attack wasn't really something that excited you. As far as the market goes, looks like they're probably going to bring in Borja from Real Madrid. Maybe Smalling, we don't know. I mean, those talks have been going on for a year, but as far as this team, the performance of yesterday were you encouraged? Do you feel better? Or did that not do anything for you? Because this is a, this is the same terribly inconsistent Roma. What, where where do you fall with that?
1: No, I think as you said, it's the, uh, the fear of the uh, usual one good game against a decent team. And then next week against Udinese, we struggle again. And then it's two weeks off an international break. And we're all sitting here and it's Allegri, Ranjik, Fonseca out all over again. But I'm I think much better than what we saw against I oh, Just being a Roma fan, I'm used to being pessimistic about it. And it's, it's just hard to get, because you get carried away and then the hope comes and then you'll get shattered when you yep. lose to... Udinese and Benevento in the next two games. But...
2: Aren't you also a Tottenham fan? Oh, Isn't that yeah, the worst combo sad. you can yeah.
1: possibly? Well, you, f- you think I've neither, neither club have won a trophy since 2008. <laughs> uh, Baldini worked at both clubs, so <laughs> I've got to experience. Yeah, we well, was at Tottenham when they uh, sold Bale for 80 mil, and then we signed ten different players right. with that money, and only only Ericsson worked out.
0: Yeah, there's that famous picture with all eight yeah. of them, Lamella being among them. That is absolutely sensational stuff. So hold on. Before we go then, just for each you very briefly. So this Allegri stuff is still lingering. Okay, we have Andy and I discussed it on the last episode. You have Apollo Fonseca in a very weird, weird, weird mood during that pre-match press conference, speaking as if there's a there's a funeral going on the next day. And basically, not. <laughs> this is a guy who for 10 months said, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to reveal my, my starting formation. You will find out tomorrow. Um, and then they ask him how he's doing, and he blurts out the entire starting formation. Very weird from him. I think we would all agree. Extremely out of character. I know one match doesn't make or break anything, okay? But do you have a feeling as to one way or the other which way this is heading? For me... Rangnick, he's not, I'm 90% sure he's not going to come. Friedkin, they all talks with him. It doesn't seem like he's going to fit into what they want to do. But Allegri seems like an opportunity for them to bring in a top level manager. But I want to know what you two think, starting with you first, Luke, with, with Fonseca and then sort of this weird shadow of Allegri lingering over him. Where do you think this is headed? Do you, do you think the, the writing is already on the wall for Fonseca?
1: Yeah, it seems pretty much that he's he's lost some trust in those above him with the kind of window we've had in the sense that we've, with with Kaboola came in and then looking at Mayoral and one of the, the different centre backs named either Marquel we're talking about players that are twenty, twenty three, twenty four and for a manager that's got that's contracts up in nine months, you're it's hardly as if they're building for the present. And I'm, I don't feel like even if he had a good season at Arsenal, with his contract up in the summer, I think even if he got top four, they'd potentially look to bring in someone like Allegri at that point. So I think from his point of view, I think he, he thinks he's gone. But then for us, it's with Allegri, I'm a, I'm split with him. I'm, I'm kind of an agenda, but yeah. I'm, Just the fact that it worries me that these last two jobs, you're looking at Juve and then that Milan team of Ibra and Silva. We're looking at the best two teams in the league and then coming in at us with... Peres Carles, that will you right wing backs <laughs> and then Cristante is your fourth choice centre back at the moment. It's... Well,
2: Cristante would would probably be be his favourite. Oh yeah,
1: I saw that. He was. He said the only place he can play on the football pitch is in front of the defence, and Fonseca plays him in the back row. But yeah, I'm. I think if, I've, I've said it and I think if he was if we are going to get a leg gray or looking at him, the Freakins would have to be prepared to invest in the squad a lot. But at the moment, I'm not sure if they have the financial capabilities to build a team that he'd be happy
0: with in a year or two. All right, Andy, give us your is this a guy who's already condemned? Give us your verdict on him.
2: Yeah, this is you know this is uh, like that movie uh, with uh, with Sean Penn, uh, Dead Men Walking. You know <laughs> the whole movie is about Sean Penn waiting, <laughs> waiting for his uh, death in a prison. And I think you know it's a uh, it and it, it's bizarre because I, it's understandable that new ownership would probably you know they it's pretty clear that they want to change things big time in how Roma operate, you know, and um, it's it's pretty clear that they want to have different management. And, you know, consequently, um, probably they want to head into a different direction, also coaching wise. And that is understandable. The only problem is that you have already started a new campaign and you find yourself in this tight spot because, you know, I don't, I, 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 don't see Allegri honestly to be that kind of manager who comes to your help. Say, if you know, knock on wood, Fonseca goes on a dry spell and loses like the next four games or something. Um, I'm not seeing uh, Allegri as the one who comes in and sort of saves you in this moment of distress. Um, and at the same time, I, I really have a hard time imagining this ownership. You know, we all know that Roma uh, need to make the kind of Plus Valenza We all hate of of hearing about um, by next year. Is that a situation where the Friedkins go? Okay, well, we'll still welcome a guy like Allegri. Um, is that something that a guy like Allegri, you know, would be willing to walk into? I really doubt that. Um, no matter how much I hear of these rumors, there's something that keeps me from fully being
0: invested into this narrative the prospect of allegria roma is very enticing simply from the standpoint of this is a guy who has won a lot and i think he could bring something just in terms of character and pedigree to the team but i can't help but feel that a lot of this has to do with the fact that there's just no jobs available other than roma and it almost has a slightly the feel that he would just be taking it just because he's he said on that dancing with the stars oh i'm tired of being bored i don't have right. anything to do <laughs> so i can't help but after hearing him say that that he would merely just be accepting but, this job but right to... but
2: but imagine imagine this imagine this uh, pep Guardiola's time at manchester City is nearing you know its end it, it, it's it's pretty evident by now between the two where is Allegri going to go if he in fact did his homework and studied English and can make a sentence other than one two three uh w- w- what destination is he choosing because I uh, you know that's that's what I'm also thinking about is that you have a big opening happening pretty soon and it's pretty certain and then you have Roma and um you know the the highest the highest paid coach we've had is, is I believe spalletti so who was still not making the kind of money at us that he was making at Inter.
0: Yeah, that's why That's why he left. They offered him huge wages. Yeah, I don't know. The, this thing with Fonseca, I thought yesterday was incredibly encouraging, but it almost feels like, because right before the couple of 48 hours leading up to the match, that's all we were talking about is this guy's future. Right. And I can't help but feel that yesterday was merely a brief distraction from that it almost sort of hid the problems that we were all talking about within the days leading up to it. So I I just, I don't know what to make of it, but I'm sort of leaning towards what you guys are saying in the fact that it just feels like this guy has already received his sentence and now he's just waiting for it to be carried out. And it's, it's very odd. It's very odd because yesterday the team did not play like a team who has lost faith in their manager, which makes it all the more confusing as to... Where was that sort of performance uh, all of last season? Why right. did you, we... you,
2: you said that they had every excuse to not play yesterday. That yeah, was... they
0: they didn't take any of them. They played right. phenomenally well. Everybody put in a pretty good shift. So that was the most confusing part. You know, where is this heading? And again, you had a team not play like a team that has doubts in their manager or a lack of faith in their manager. So. We will uh, we will sit tight and see where this is heading, but it is it is interesting nonetheless. It's it's a very curious situation. All right, guys, that's where we will leave it. Everyone, thank you for listening, Fat Talti. This was phenomenal. I, I I hope we didn't bring the mask <laughs> off of your identity. No, no. I will I you know I'll, I'll put this in the title. We we can keep it as Fat Talti, or we can put it as Luke if you want to keep the mystery. It doesn't Eva's matter. Son, yes. Okay. All right. Well. Thank you for joining us. I can unequivocally say that you will be back soon. So, all right, everyone. We will leave it there. Talk to you later in the week. Uh, And until then, ciao. Ciao.